Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. صلاته قائم ومعت محمد وسيلته الفضيله وبعث مقام المحمود الذي وعدته رضيت بالله رب العالمين والحمد لله الحمد لله ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون 
يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وانما توعدون لات وما انتم بمعجزين الله ازهم وي برايز we praise him and we thank him and we seek refuge in him from the evil of our own souls and the evil of our actions whomsoever he may guide none can misguide him and whomsoever he may leave to the truth and so he may leave well none can guide him to the truth and i bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except for allah alone and that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his slave and messenger o you who believe be mindful of allah as he should be minded I do not die except as Muslims. O mankind, be mindful of your Lord who created you from one soul and from that soul its mate and from those two spread many men and many women and be mindful of those you ask your rights from and be mindful of the wombs that bore you for indeed Allah is ever watchful over you. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah and speak the truth. He will guide you to righteous deeds and will forgive you of your sins and whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved the greatest achievement the best speech is god's speech and the best guidance is muhammad's guidance sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the worst of affairs are those newly introduced and everything newly introduced into faith is an innovation and every innovation goes astray and everything which goes astray leads to the hellfire and that which was promised will come to pass and there is nothing that can be done to prevent it Amrah ibn Amrah bint Abd Rahman and Imam Abu Ya'la narrates in his Musnad that Amrah bint Abd Rahman said that once she was sitting with Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha and women were talking about what was going on in the city fadhakarat anna imra'atan mazahatun امرأة مزاحة جاءت من مكة فلقيت امرأة مثلها في المدينة فنزلت عندها. So the people were saying, who's new in town? What's going on? Someone said, a jovial woman, a woman who likes to crack jokes, moved here from from Mecca, and she found somebody just like herself, and so now she's staying with her. Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha, she said, Sadaqa hibbi. My love told the truth. Who was her love? She says, My love told the truth. Sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul. I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, An-nasu ma'adin. Kama'adin al-fiddati wal-dhahab. People are like mines. Mines of gold and mines of silver. خياروهم في الجاهلية خياروهم في الإسلام إذا فقهوا. The best of them in the pre-Islamic time of ignorance 
are the best of them in Islam if they gain understanding. وَالْأَرْوَاحُ جُنُودٌ مُجَنَّدَةٌ And souls are like battalioned soldiers. فَمَا تَعَارَفَ اِئْتَلَفْ وَمَا تَنَاكَرَ اِخْتَلَفْ فَمَا تَعَارَفَ مِنْهَا اِتَلَفْ وَمَا تَنَاكَرَ مِنْهَا اِخْتَلَفْ Souls are like battalion soldiers. So those that recognize each other feel affinity to each other. And those that are put off by each other, they differ with each other. The Prophet ﷺ in this hadith is telling us that we will naturally be inclined to those people that we find are similar to ourselves. Now the question is, what sort of similarities are we seeking in the people that we're drawn to? Previously, we had spoken about the internal rules that we tell ourselves, the things that we say to ourselves but remain unspoken. We tell our hearts, but yet we never say these things with our lips. And we mentioned the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which he said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ عَلَىٰ إِبْنِ آدَمْ حَظَّهُ مِنَ الزِّنَىٰ Allah has ordained for every child of Adam his share of zina. فَزِنَ الْعَيْنَيْنَ النَّظَرِ So to make zina of the eyes is to look at something. وَزِنَ الْيَدَيْنَ الْبَطْشِ And zina of the hands is to touch something. وَزِنَ الْرِجْلَيْنَ وَزِنَ الْأُذُنَيْنَ السَّمَاعِ And the zina of the ears is to listen to something. Until he said, وَالْقَلْبُ يَهْوَى and the heart is inclined to and desirous of. But the privates will affirm or deny all of that. And we said that we will naturally, in the course of our life, come across things that are enticing to us, that we find, ourselves, we find to ourselves desirous and tempting. We will naturally see things, hear things, walk towards things, touch things that we shouldn't. But the question that we have to ask ourselves is, what effect do we allow those things to have on our heart? You see, it's very easy for us to blame and project our problems onto those things. Well, I will never would have committed such a sin if she hadn't been wearing what she was wearing. I never would have done such a thing if so-and-so hadn't reacted in, certain, in, in some certain way. That's very easy to project onto others, but what this hadith is asking us to do is asking us to say to ourselves, okay, that happens. It's an inevitability of life that you're going to experience those things. What's in your heart? that tells you that that's good or bad? What's in your heart that makes you inclined to what is good for you or what is bad for you? What is sinful or what is righteous? What do you tell yourself when your lips are not moving and your tongue is not speaking? What are the internal conversations you have with yourself? That you say, oh, I'd like some of that. No, no, I, 
that's not going to do me any good. Once the Prophet was standing in the Medina, and a man passed by, and he had great wealth. But he was spending that wealth on things which were sinful. And so someone said, If I had that kind of money, I would have done just what he's doing. The Prophet said, They have the same reward. Another man saw a person who was affluent, but yet was giving his money away to the poor and helping others and being a positive person. influence on society. A person said, If I had the money of that guy, I would do the same thing. The Prophet said, They have the same reward. So here it's not about the money. It's not about the act of charity. It's about the act of your heart. What's your heart telling you is good in the situation that you're in, whether you see it or whether you're doing it. In this hadith today, the Prophet ﷺ tells us that souls, we can look to people's souls in two ways. Number one, we should recognize the inherent beauty and worth of every single human soul. People are like minds. A lot of us, this is out of, out of sight, out of mind, because probably, you know, you know unless you've actually... done this type of work, you may not understand what we're talking about. You have to take a shovel and dig into the side of a mountain to be able to extract the ore and the minerals and everything else, the precious metals that are in there. So buried deep within this huge structure is a lot of worth, a lot of good. The Prophet ﷺ is essentially telling us the edifice that you see in front of you from every human being that you meet, you may be daunted by it, you may be intimidated by, intimidated by it, you may look down upon it, you may feel some prejudice, you may feel some awe. Regardless of how you see that edifice, there is inherent worth within that person. There is inherent worth within that person, but it has to be drawn out. The worth of gold is nothing if it's sitting within a mountain. The worth of silver is nothing if it's sitting under the earth. But once it's extracted, that's when we're able to utilize it. That's when we start to value it. The Prophet ﷺ is telling us, Start to value people before you extract that out. And he's also telling us that because you are who you are, and you come from where you come from, and you have such and such background, that doesn't mean that you can claim worth over people. خِيَارُهُمْ فِي الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ خِيَارُهُمْ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ The best of them in the jahiliyyah are the best of them in Islam. When, conditional, if they imbibe themselves with the teachings and the understandings of Allah. I remember one of my teachers and my dear friends from Ahl al-Bayt. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send his salawat upon the Prophet alayhi salatu salam. 
his family, and all of his descendants. He used to tell me, he said, I had an aunt who never prayed. But from Ahl al-Bayt. He said, I have an aunt who never prayed. He said, I used to go to my aunt and I used to say, Ya khala, salli, pray. Auntie, just pray. What, what harm is it going to do you to pray? She used to say, Ibni, ihna min al-bayt. لو أصلي بفوت الجنة ودي الجنة بس. Son, if I pray, I'll go past Jannah. I just want Jannah. Years with her, and inshallah ta'ala, before she passed away, she corrected that idea. But he used to tell us as students, he used to say, even though I'm from the descendants of Al-Hasr ibn Ali, don't think of me better than you for that. He said, Abu Lahab, and Abu Jahl were the uncles of the Prophet What good did it do them? It's about the principles that you embody. Now one principle that's very important that can be taken from this hadith is the principle of social relationships. And unfortunately, much of our social relationships have become so superficial that they are focused around voyeurism. They are focused around infatuation. They are focused around deception. And we also know these words as social media apps. We see people on Facebook, on Instagram, right? On Twitter. How long have you been friends? Oh, 10 years. Wow, what do you guys like to do together? I don't know. I've liked like every status that he has. Never met in person. The Prophet والسلام, is telling us that we have to look at the essential worth of those that, we're have, that, we, that we interact with in society. And we also have to understand that there are characteristics that people embody that can be both beneficial or harmful to us. And Imam ibn al-Jawzi, he says about this hadith, what this hadith means, that the souls are battalion soldiers. He says, يُسْتَفَادُ مِنْ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ إِذَا وَجَدَ مِنْ نَفْسِهِ نُفْرَةً عَنْ ذِي فَضْلٍ وَصَلَاحٍ فَيَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَبْحَثْ عَنِ الْمُقْتَضِي لِذَلِكِ he said, what this means is that when you find yourself in a situation where you find yourself holding people of righteousness and good in disdain, when you find yourself disliking what should naturally be a good thing, then you have to ask yourself, what is it in myself that's driving me away from this person? What is it that's making me enticed by what is bad and driven away from what is good? He then says, So a person has to strive then to remove those bad characteristics from himself. To find that bad characteristic and work to remove it from himself. 
and as, as well the opposite. That when one sees the good in someone else, they strive to accentuate that good. It's said that Isa alayhi salam, Jesus, the son of Mary, was walking with his disciples. And the people found a, goat, a dead goat on the side of the road. And as they, they, they held their nose and they tried to avoid it, they said, Subhanallah, ma antanahu. They said, Subhanallah, so rotten. So Jesus said, Lakin ma asnanahu. But it has such nice teeth. Focusing on the good in your relationships will allow you to be attracted towards that good. There's a phrase in English that we say, takes two to tango. Tango is a form of dance. When you're dancing, you have to be in sync with the other person. Now, we always say that it takes two to tango, meaning that two people have to be willing to make a change in order for something in that relationship to change, and that's not true. It actually takes one person. Because the person in the dance who notices something wrong and changes their footsteps, one of two things is going to happen. The other person is going to get in line or they're going to walk away from the dance. So never say to yourself that I find myself trapped in life with friends that are bringing me down. Trapped in life with friends that don't reflect the best in me. Once you have a, make a conscious decision to change and to accentuate the good in yourself and in others, one of two things will happen. Either those people will naturally start to reciprocate and do the same, or they'll step away from the dance. Alhamdulillahi wahda, wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'da, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man taba'ahum bi ihsanan ila yawmiddin. All praises due to Allah alone, and may he send his peace and blessings upon his messenger, his companions, and all of his followers in righteousness until the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Zukhruf, Friends, close friends, on that day will be enemies to one another, except for those who have taqwa. Our friends should serve a purpose, and that is reminding us and making us mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you see a friend that has a negative effect on you, 
you have to realize that that is a reflection of yourself. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Al-Mu'minu Mir'atul Mu'min. In a hadith narrated by Abu Dawood in his Sunan from Abu Huraira, he said, The believer is the mirror of the believer. Al-Mu'minu Mir'atul Mu'min. Wal-Mu'minu Akhul Mu'min. Yakuffu alayhi layatahu wa yahutuhu min waraihi. The believer is the mirror of the believer. And the believer is the brother of the believer. He helps him in gaining a living. He helps him in supporting himself. And he defends him from behind his back. When you first see something about someone else that you think is negative, your first reaction should not be to project that negativity on, onto him. He is simply a mirror reflecting your spiritual state. So it starts with us. It starts with us digging into that ore, digging into that gold and silver, wanting to bring it out. Now we might dig in and find coal as well, some other form of hazardous material. That we have to throw away. When we pull that out, we don't say, huh, see, what I see right now is actually from him. No, it's from ourselves. I deal with a friend who's negative, melancholic, always in a depressive state. I should also say, okay, what about this person is positive, is loving, is caring, is intelligent? Let me focus on that. Because when I see the melancholy and the negativity, that's because I myself subconsciously am feeding into that. I tell people about the relationships with their children. We have a problem of being authoritarian as fathers many times. We want to tell our kids for the betterment of themselves what they need to do and what not need to do. And we can be overly harsh with our family while in public we're very nice with other people. And what I personally have come to a realization of is that my harshness with my children, and my kindness with outsiders, is because when I see my children, I see myself. And because of my low image and self-esteem about myself, I didn't like what I saw. So I tried to cover it up by saying, I'm teaching them how life really is. They're going to have to deal with this. When in reality, what was happening is I was seeing a child who was happy, but maybe made a mistake, and not happy that someone who's like me could be happy. And we do this as parents many times. We don't realize that we are reflections into one another, especially our children. And therefore, whenever we see that negativity, we should take it upon ourselves to change ourselves first. To be the person that recalculates and recalibrates their footsteps in the dance of life. That understands that unless I make a change, nothing else in my life is going to change. Unless it is me that has the initiative to be good, I can't wait for other people to be good. When I see my brother in the community, or my sister in the community, I have to encourage them to do what's best. When I see my friends at school, 
when I see my coworkers, I have to embody what is best. Because when I do that, they will reflect that back onto me. They say you're only as smart as the five smartest people that you're around the most. Well, you're also only as positive and only as good and only as encouraging as the people that do the same. So part of being a brother for the other believer, as the Prophet ﷺ said, You provide what sustains your brother. And you encompass him from the back, meaning that you stick up for him when he's gone. You take up for him when there's some slack. There's a symbiotic relationship between each of us. The Prophet والسلام, he said, The example of the good person and the bad person you sit with is like the one who sells musk and the one who blows the bellows, who works at a, like a chimney. The one who sells musk, if you don't buy some from him, at least a, a little bit will rub off. The person who blows the bellows, who works in chimneys, then if you don't start to choke because of the smoke, then at least the soot will get on your clothes. So it's very important who we choose as friends. And when we choose them, that we choose the best about them. Understanding that every single one of us will have imperfections, will have problems, will have things that we can't get past. But if we can work together to draw out the good that's in each other, to gain mutual understanding of Allah, then we can both shine as gold and silver. Allah, forgive us of our sins and our transgressions and our affairs and make our feet firm, O Lord of the worlds. Allah, guide us and guide our children, our sons and our daughters. Guide our wives and our husbands, our grandmothers and our grandfathers. Guide our co-workers at work and guide our, our neighbors in our neighborhoods. Oh Allah, guide this, this community of, our, of ours and all communities around the world. Oh Allah, give victory to those who are weak and oppressed in every place around the world. Allahumma ma'lahum illa illa ant. Oh Allah, they have no one except for you. Allahum kun fi'unihim ya rabbil alameen. Oh Allah, be part, be one for their assistance. Allahum uktub lana sadaqata ya rabbil alameen. Allahum uktub lana lalhubba fiik ya rabbil alameen. Oh Allah, write for us true friendship in this life and write for us love for your sake and for your sake alone. Ibadullah, inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal munkari wal baghi ya'idhukum لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العزيز الجليل يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد